Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Politics in Alberta, where I am. It's been a very interesting and dramatic week. Honestly, it's been a very interesting and dramatic few months here in the province of Alberta. Jason Kenney, maybe one of the most prominent conservative politicians in the entire country, looks to be coming to an end of his time as Premier of Alberta. Certainly a remarkable turnaround from what he accomplished previously in returning to Alberta, uniting two conservative parties, winning the leadership of that new party, winning a majority in the 2019 general election. This week, we learned the results of the leadership review, which had been precipitated by unrest within the party. Uh, Initially, it was supposed to be an in-person vote, turned into a mail-in ballot vote. So thousands and thousands of party members voted and a very bare majority, 51 percent, voted in favor of Jason Kenney's leadership. Now, this is the membership of his own party. This is his own base. Very underwhelming. And I think the premier realized that Jason Kenney announcing on Wednesday that he would be stepping down as leader. But he has not yet resigned. In fact, Jason Kenney is going to stay on as leader and as premier until a new leader is chosen. Now, speaking on the Alberta program, your province, your premier earlier today, uh, Jason Kenney was asked about the possibility of him running in that leadership race. No. And uh, if that was the case, I would I would have stepped down as leader uh, earlier this week um, because so I'm I'm focused on uh, continuity and stability, doing the people's business, focusing on priorities. Well, stay tuned, folks. I think there's going to be more twists and turns in that segment. But joining us to talk about the latest on uh, politics in Alberta, what was certainly a, a fascinating week. Very pleased to welcome to the program here today, Dwayne Bratt, political science professor and chair, Department of Economics, Justice and Policy Studies, Mount Royal University in Calgary. Dwayne Bratt, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Hey, Rob. Good to speak with you. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, you're a veteran observer of Alberta politics, uh, and we've seen some some drama in Alberta politics. You know, we've had uh, numerous premiers resign or not make it uh, to the next election or lose re-election, but um, maybe nothing quite like this. Uh, I would agree with that. I mean, um, Wednesday night was <laughs> was pretty dramatic, and when you listen to the speech again you realize it's a victory speech with a couple words of resignation, because I don't think he had prepared a second speech. I think he he thought he was going to win with enough of a majority to keep going. And he only got 51.4, and I think that was one of the reasons that the results came out late, was this discussion behind the scenes about what he what he should do. It is a remarkable rise and fall. When you think about the Jason Kenney rolling back into Alberta in 2016 um, with his plan on on uniting the right here in here in Alberta, senior cabinet minister, strong portfolio, seen as the kingmaker in conservative circles, he was the architect of the UCP. Uh, yeah, there were other people involved, but I don't think you would have seen the creation of the UCP when it happened without the energy and skills and organization of, of Jason Kenney. I don't think there's any doubt on that. Then he wins a big majority. He calls it the biggest mandate in Alberta history, but he's viewing that simply on a vote toll. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, the population of Alberta had decreased. But, again, 
he, he wins, uh, takes a, a party that was in opposition, forms a majority government. He is at the top of his game. And it's almost like the moment the election is over, things start to go sideways. COVID, obviously, is the major story here, but his popularity was starting to decline before COVID, uh, and COVID just exacerbated it. And then he doesn't even finish his term in office, and he is gone. Just like every conservative premier in this province for almost 20 years, the only premier to fulfill a term was Rachel Notley, and then she was defeated in 2019. Right. The last premier to be reelected was Ralph Klein. And of course, we've had numerous premiers in Alberta since then. Yeah. It is fascinating to me. And, and Dwayne, we're going to be talking later on the program about the situation in Ontario. They're going to the polls on June 2nd, and it's entirely possible, maybe even likely Doug Ford will be reelected with a majority in Saskatchewan. Scott Moe sitting at over 50 percent approval. He's just watched his opposition go through this. So the leader of the Saskatchewan NDP has just resigned. And, and yet here's Jason Kenney, who was so supposed to be kind of the leader of them all. And and, and he's out, or so it seems. Uh, how do we explain that when we see where Scott Moe was at or where Doug Ford is at? So on his radio show earlier today, Kenny's explanation was that he was too tolerant of dissent within his own caucus. Both Doug Ford and Scott Moe took quick action and removed MLAs who were countering the, the COVID message. Um, mm-hmm. Kenny did not until Todd Lowen and, and Drew Barnes were removed. But even after he removed those two, there was just open revolt within his caucus. Now, that's Kenny's personal interpretation, and his friends are promoting that as well. I think there are other issues with his leadership. So you look at Doug Ford. Doug Ford had a very rocky first year. And what did he do? He fired his chief of staff, Dean French, and he started to listen more. Um, the opposition to Kenny was that he wasn't listening. There were MLAs who didn't even have a real conversation with Kenny in three years. And there's only you know 60 of them. It's not like there's 6,000 of them. That it was too combative, too top-heavy. Um, and so that was a different style than what we saw with Moe and with, with Ford. I would throw another variable in, and that's the structural nature of of conservatives in Alberta, which are fundamentally different um, from Ontario. And that is um, a quickness to revolt, to splinter off. Um, And and this didn't just start with Wild Rose or after the formation of the UCP. You go back to the Western Canada concept in the early 1980s. The Alberta Alliance in the early 2000s. And so I think there's a structural issue with conservatism in Alberta that is different than Ontario. And it's tough to keep that group together. And that explains the transformation of of leaders that we haven't seen in Ontario, that we we don't see in Saskatchewan. But that churn of conservative leaders here, uh, you know, pushing Don Getty out, Ralph Klein comes in, Ralph Klein gets pushed out. Ed Stelmack comes in. Stelmack gets pushed out. Redford comes in. Redford gets pushed out. Prentice comes in. Prentice loses. Now Kenny's pushed out. We don't see that with Mike Harris. We didn't see that with Brad Wall. We don't see that with Scott Moe. We don't see that with Doug Ford. That's interesting. And maybe it's unlikely that pattern's going to change, assuming uh, this party elects somebody other than Jason Kenny to lead it. Uh, these issues may not I, go away. I, I think the revolt within the party will calm down for a couple months. 
because mm-hmm. the lightning rod has made his intention known that he is leaving, right? What's the point of continuing to attack Jason Kenney when there's a leadership race going on? But once a new leader comes in, they're going to represent one or more of the factions that make up the, the UCP, meaning they're going to be opposed by other factions. Then I can see the splintering occurring, not today, but right after the leadership race in September or October. So Kenny has opted to stay on. The party will not have an interim leader uh, because he doesn't technically resign. It doesn't automatically trigger a leadership race, so the party can take its time with that. We don't know when it's going to happen. Uh, Jason Kenny did say today, he did say the word no when asked about the possibility of running in that leadership race. As they say in politics, no often means maybe. I can envision a scenario, Dwayne, where, you know, the message is I didn't want to. People are begging me to for the sake of the party. Maybe I need to. I, I, maybe I'm, I'm just getting too used to the drama. But did you foresee any kind of scenario here where Jason Kenney uh, goes for that unthinkable political resurrection? Never. <laughs> never say never in politics. <laughs> I mean, uh, Brian Jean retired from politics and came back. Yeah. Daniel Smith retired from politics, and she's running for the leadership. So here's, here's the scenario that would match up with that. Let's say the, the board sets up a timeline, sets up a process. We, we know we've got Smith and Jean. No cabinet minister steps up. And it's now six weeks later. And is there now a draft Kenny that only Kenny can be the person to stop Gene and, and Smith? That is a possibility. I don't think it's good for the province because of all the turmoil we've just had. I, I would prefer a cleaner break. Um, and I think it would be better if there were five or six ministers plus Smith, plus Gene, maybe a few other outsiders and having a robust discussion about the future of conservatism and the future of the province of Alberta Having the return and resurrection of Jason Kenney, I think, just adds to the drama, which would be great for your business. <laughs> Maybe not so <laughs> Tell great me for the province. It. Yeah, and it's interesting, though, when you look at conservatism nationally, the federal conservatives obviously going through a leadership race. Um, but, you know, a couple of years ago, it, it seemed like... You know, Jason Kenney was maybe the most important conservative in the country, you know, casting a shadow over the federal conservative leader. Now, Kenney seems on his way out. Maybe this is Pierre Polyev's uh, ascension. It, it, it's sort of um, a, a shakeup, isn't it, when it comes to conservatism more broadly in this country, it feels I like. I was at an event in, in 2018. So Kenney is still opposition leader. And Andrew Scheer is the federal conservative leader. This is prior to the 2019 election. Scott Moe is the sitting premier of Saskatchewan, Darren Billis, who was the economic minister for the Notley government, all of those were on the same stage, and Kenny outshone them all. He was the most powerful conservative by far in 2018, mm-hmm. even though he didn't hold a premier position, a cabinet position, a prime ministerial position. He is not in that position right now, and that is a dramatic fall. From, from where he was only a couple of years ago. The federal conservatives are going through something. All the dissension and the factions uh, within the conservative family in Alberta that I just mentioned, those are magnified at the federal level. Uh, Stephen Harper was able to unify that party, was able to hold it together. But Andrew Scheer wasn't. Aaron O'Toole wasn't. And um, you're seeing a big divide 
um, within the conservative leadership race right now, just between Polyev and Sheree. Both of them believe the other person doesn't even belong in the party. So uh, I don't know how you reconcile that. I don't know whoever wins the federal leadership, how they keep that federal party together. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.